At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Howdy, everyone. If you enjoy the show, join our free Discord. Link in the description and chat with the cast. Please leave a review and consider joining our Patreon for behind-the-scenes content and more. Tears start at a dollar, and even that helps us out. To stay up-to-date with episode releases and more, follow us on Twitter at Riftway Podcast. Good evening, Rifters! This is Rifts and Realms, the 5e D&D podcast where we discuss all you need to know about world-building. From gods and demons, to mountains and molehills. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master and creator of Riftwake. I'm Josh. Your co-host, fellow Dungeon Master, World Builder, and Fantasy <laughs> no, <it's> Enjoyer. So <laughs> Redo that. <laughs> I did it on purpose. <laughs> okay. I'm Josh, your co-host, fellow Dungeon Master, World Builder, and Fantasy Enjoyer. And today we'll be talking about populating your world. Hey, yes. Josh. Yeah. How do we repopulate the world? Well, first off, you're going to need a fully functioning set of balls. Oh, okay. You have to go get them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, journey for the, the balls. <laughs> the journey for the testicles. Ah, uh, little sub campaign I'm working on. Yeah, this. So, like, the goal is we're going to we're going to sure, run around the for place. Arc five journey <laughs> for the testicles. Yeah, we're looking around for some nice ass balls. Some mm-hmm. some very fertile, mm-hmm. very beautiful. Yeah, don't keep talking a, about a, it. A gorgeous, yeah, stop. gorgeous set of balls that mm-hmm. we can repopulate the world with. Yeah. yeah. There's other things you need besides the balls. But I think uh, we've milked that joke, right? Anyways. So what, 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 what do I mean? Wait, fuck. <laughs> I, what do you I, no, mean? No, no, I, I was going to say, what do I mean by populating a world? But uh, like, I realized I'm talking to myself and that's very stupid. <laughs> Anyways. Uh-huh. So what I mean by populating your world is in any fantasy campaign, actually in most fantasy campaigns, I can't say all of them. Uh, in every the, the, story ever. There are people. They yeah. exist most of the time. I, I wouldn't hope. Um, so, why are these people that you meet around the place, like the common people, the people that you meet, the people you walk past, the people you talk to on a daily basis, why are they, um, how are they special? Why are they important to a setting? Um, a lot of the times, while characters experience the world that you create via, like, sights, sounds, and smells, um, a lot of the times, we as people and players, of course, as people, make their deepest connection to your world and to your world building 
through character interactions um we're kind of as people hardwired to remember relationships as opposed to remembering like specific facts um so developing these relationships and having people in the world that your characters have established relationships with or that you think are going to want to establish relationships with um is very important and not just romantic relationships of course there's positive and negative relationships rivalries lovers uh friends enemies um the the people that your characters and players interact with are going to be the big things that are takeaways from your players as far as like how the setting feels um generally that's why whenever someone talks about a story in their D campaign it's either about what they're doing that's silly with them amongst themselves or something that they did with an npc yeah i definitely think that like the main thing that it adds to your world like looking at these characters that you meet very often or are part of your world is that they add a well they add life to your world at things that like people with whom which you can interact with and through them you can say a lot about your world mm -hmm. and also with characters such as these a lot of the time you get what's functionally emergent gameplay um characters like your players want to learn more about a specific character or help out a specific character and so you kind of get players invested into a story that they might not otherwise be interested in if it wasn't for uh the fact that they're one of their friends is the person asking so let's just quickly just talk about like some examples of people that you can come across uh in your world and like especially like the the characters that your party is most likely to interact with most often right so the big okay. with first and foremost of course yes, yes is the throwaway person that you just have at the bar who's wearing clothes that make them stick out barely You've made a terrible mistake because they want to know everything about him now. It's like, <laughs> okay, so you enter the bar and there's like, you see a bunch of people. It's like, can you describe me? Like, who's sitting at the bar? It's like, oh, yeah, he's wearing a, a fancy ass coat. He's just, oh, uh, I'll seems like, I, I love this guy. He, can we, I, I, I want, I want, I want him. He, he's my person now. is my new best friend. <laughs> Give me. It's like, you're like, Give. you're like, fuck. <laughs> my offhanded comment has created. So much additional work. Fuck. I made a mistake. <laughs> so, yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. Well, I thought you wanted to give more examples. I was more just examples. giving an example of, oh, the, right. of the one that you're never prepared for. <laughs> I mean, I guess. Uh, so, the main ones are that, plus you get... Okay. Whenever your party comes back to town, they're surely gonna need supplies, you know, perhaps upgrades to their weapons, changing, like, getting ready for whatever's to come, right? So, um, they go to stores to buy their stuff. And, well, stores tend to have people manning them. 
you know, storekeepers. And mm-hmm. uh, well, your party is going to be interacting with these people a lot. So wouldn't it be fun if, well, those people actually had memorable characteristics such as um, enjoying the company of a plant or something like that? I think you said well like four or five times. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're like, well, not my problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, store owners and ten and basically clerks do a really good job of injecting a little bit of local flavor into your stories. Um, even the small details, like how they price their goods, like. Are they a luxury boutique or are they relatively normal? Like, are the things that they're selling par for the course for a general store? Or are they more focused on catering to adventurers? Um, are their prices high? If so, do they complain about the supply chain because of a bandit attack? Like, is there a possibility to get a discount? Players fucking love discounts. If If you can dangle a discount over their over their noses, they will fucking chomp at the bit for it. <laughs> so, like, I need you to kill five people, I'll give you a 5% discount. I'll take it. If I kill ten people, do I get a 10%? Sure, why not? And Fuck you, yeah. If you ki- and actually, if you kill two children, I'll do you for 20% off. <laughs> Easy. You, you had me at 20% off. <laughs> Anything for that discount. <laughs> okay, so other than store keeps, like what what else is there that people often interact with? What what what's fun? Um, a lot of other examples of people that your characters are going to be interacting with are members of the constabulary. What's a constabulary? It basically means like guards and cops. Ooh. Um. Why, why would you have, have a lot of interaction with these people? Because your players are murder hobos. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot of the times they'll have run-ins with the law, and whether that law is like actual town guards or um, enforcers for the merchant guild or adventurer guild, like behavioral folks that make sure that adventurers don't get out of line. Um, having an idea for what happens when your players break the law and who they answer to when they do so uh, is a pretty good thing to have in your back pocket. Um, your, your players are less likely to break the law if they think the detective is, that they like is going to be disappointed in them. <laughs> Which I'm just saying, it's like a lot of the times players will have no respect for the law. Then you're like, throw a relationship in there, and all of a sudden, they're can you like, imagine well, it's just like, hey guys, do we kill this random passerby? It's like, yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait, no. Later, Jim, Jim at the station will be sad and, and, and hate us. That'd be bad. Inspector Jim will think we're bad people. <laughs> it's like we are. We are bad people, though. Yeah, but I don't want Inspector Jim to know. <laughs> I mean, let's do it on the quiet. Maybe, maybe he won't find out. <laughs> Always finds out. Fuck. 
and then, of course, there's also the exact opposite of members of the constabulary, which are criminals, um, especially if your care, if your um, characters have a tendency to run on the bad side of the law. Um, members of the Thieves Guild, assassins, petty thieves, um, pawn shop owners, <laughs> uh, fences, the stuff like that. The most criminal of them all, pawn, oh, pawn shop, shop owners. owners. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, okay. Literally every single time I've ever had a character buy a piece of armor, the the player immediately goes, will they buy my shitty old armor? <laughs> and the answer is always, why would they do that? It's leather armor with a bunch of holes in it and blood stains. I don't think they want it. But without fail, every single time they want to. It's like, sure, sometimes your hand-me-downs might be, might be acceptable for them to buy, because maybe they like, can buff it out and polish it. Or maybe it's like, okay, so uh, I'm buying this thing, and here's my armor that I stole from the great king, the great old king. And, um, well, uh, yeah, I don't need this anymore. <laughs> uh, you, 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 you'll take it, right? And you're like, Yes, but that's probably not legal for me to carry. <laughs> well, yeah, that's kind of why fences are so important, um, especially if you're dealing in stolen goods. Um, I know this is kind of like injecting a little bit of realism into the D&D, but that kind of makes rogues feel a little bit more important is if you're like, oh, you know, your your underworld contact actually comes in handy. Yeah, that's useful. Mm hmm. Like, oh, you stole from a great crypt of the royal family. That's probably not good. Yeah. You know what that means? It means the royal family is not going to just let you sell that or get away with it. They're probably on the lookout. I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> okay. Just saying. So... Now that we have a bunch of people that your auntie probably cares about at this point, um, now to the more important bit. How can you abuse it to, uh, you know, get your players to do stuff? <sighs> Twisting the knife. Twisting the yeah. knife is a D&D classic. It's a storytelling classic, too. Um... Make knife. sure your players are okay with things in their backstory um, being brought up and things not going well. Um, and let them have an understanding of how things might not be going well. Um, there's a lot of opportunities for you to... I'm going to say twist the knife wrong and just be an asshole instead of be an interesting storyteller. <laughs> Never. Never. No such thing. Uh, the important not. thing is we want everyone to have fun, and sometimes being just a little traumatized and, and is a sometimes, lot of fun. <laughs> and sometimes we don't want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. It's just, make, make sure that everyone at the table has an understanding for the types of stuff that they're beloved characters are going to be going through 
Um, I'm that beloved. Yeah. Well, if they're not that beloved, do whatever you want to them. Yeah, kill them. <laughs> fucking fucking kill, kill them. them. Fucking kill them. Boom. You don't Dead. like this NPC? They were choked out hardcore. <laughs> you find uh, your body dead, but you, you, uh, oddly enough, you find that uh, it's still hard. Wait, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, a, a lot of the times it's take something that your player characters care about very deeply and put an obstacle in their way, whether that be like financial troubles or uh, being on the wrong side of the law or I mean, the the amount of trouble you can get NPCs into is truly limitless because a lot of the time NPCs are nearly powerless compared to player characters. Indeed. Um, the the very friendly barkeep that your player characters keep coming back to probably is not going to be able to hold his own in a fight or even stop a couple of guards from coming in and taking him away. Like, the there's a lot of opportunity for storytelling that comes into play whenever... Uh, consequences of the party don't necessarily fall on the party's head, but it does fall on their friend's heads. Exactly. I I, I just absolutely love uh, making my party feel very upset when I kill their favorite pet friend guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why in the very first arc of of Riftwake that we were given a kid to take care of and I we were like, kids. okay, this kid's not going to be left alone because Nathan is a monster. So someone has uh, their eyes on this kid 24-7. <laughs> that was very fun. Yeah. Everyone, everyone loves children. And um, <laughs> there's something I love more than children, and that's killing children. So, yeah. It's his favorite. He's the best. <laughs> he loves it. So, yeah. That's fun. <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So, like, who else in your character's life you could possibly use to um, motivate them? Let's give a bunch of examples. Uh, family. Family's a classic. I love family. Um, I always have my players tell me who their parents are and if they have brothers and sisters. Oh no, my parents are all... Everyone's dead so that you can't do a thing to me. Haha. <laughs> Orphan. Oh, well. That's so sad. You know that lovely lady who ran your orphanage? She's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> no, no. Um, She's already passed she's away. Dead. She's, she's dead. Too. <laughs> she's dead, too. No, no, no. You, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. She, she's, but, like, she's... have your parents... Have your... Have your fa- have your players. There we go. Have your players think about their family life. Um, 
unless it's like a one shot. But if if you're planning on having a long running campaign, make your characters think about their family life because it really does do an excellent job in kind of grounding them in the world. It's like everyone has a mom or dad, even if they've already passed or an adopted set of parents or a father figure that they look up to or something like that. And that connection tethers them to the world itself. Um, regardless of whether you're going to be using them in the story to kind of tug at their heartstrings or not, um, it's excellent world building to have uh, the rogue's parents be sweet cinnamon rolls. <laughs> I just wouldn't be that's actually a really, really fun idea with like, uh, yeah, I'm like the rogue, right? He's like this criminal guy, does horrible things. And then, and then like, his mom's like, hey, honey, I brought some yeah, freshly yeah, baked it's bread. Like, <laughs> it's like, um, uh, you guys find the, 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 his, like, the rogue's parents, and then they're like the nicest people ever. They're like mm -hmm. honest to goodness, like law abiding citizens. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, we don't swear in this house. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like, like, and then if anyone tell, like, talks to them about like their, um, their kids' like proclivities towards uh, stealing, they're like, they're, they're really like, um, what do you call that? They know about it, and they're like, yeah, I don't prove of it, but, um, you know? But we still love him. <laughs> we still love him. He's alright. As long as he's, he's safe and sound, that's, that's okay by me. It's like, ooh. <laughs> like, mm. Not in this household. <laughs> All I can tell you is that they're not gonna be stealing around here. Who else? Family? What else? What else is good to, um used to motivate your players um mentors teachers and not family but basic family. um these are anything from like your clerics pastor um a paladin like a, a holy member of the paladin order that your paladin looked up to and who like took him under his wing um a lot of wings here. Yeah. Um, really, anyone that your character can look up to and go like, this is the person that I aspire to. Um, someone they respect, you would say. Yeah. yeah, someone they respect, someone that, whose opinion they care about. Imagine, like, the party has, like, this, uh, this old, like, this middle-aged man right like no this older man older gentleman that has basically uh been guiding them throughout the campaign like at the start they're like oh yeah everything we've learned this guy you know he he, he helped us get where we are today and then you threaten that it's like he goes missing uh he he falls ill and then you find find out that oh yes um he's being poisoned no no not just poison it's like <laughs> oh back in his old adventuring days he um he contracted cancer after visiting a not radioactive plant. Um, <laughs> um or something stupid like that. And um you're like, oh shit. We gotta do something about it. We don't want we don't want um him to die. That that'd be bad. So No No, not my mentor figure. 
Don't die. So yeah, that's fun. Tugging at them heartstrings, as they say. <laughs> A classic. Like, oh no. My friend has diabetes. And I'm very sad. <laughs> Tragic. Anyways. What else? I'm not reading the next one. Okay, let me let me read the next one. <laughs> ah, yes, my favorite. Um, so perhaps there's a certain plant-loving uh, blacksmith that your characters uh, find very entertaining, and something bad happens to him. Let's say that uh, maybe he doesn't seem quite as normal as usual. Maybe he's not taking an interest to his plant as usual and you're like hey that's kind of odd and um yeah something like that and be like oh that's pretty odd what is there something going on the 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 dms bringing this up it's very weird and then yeah you can do stuff like that have something that a like a character that the party is close to have a certain trait or thing and then have something be off about it. And then that way you can create like a sort of, huh, there's a something going on. And since, and normally if the character has a weird trait, it it's often likely that the party will get attached to them. Because, <laughs> I don't know, the party tends to get attached to all sorts of weird people. Parties love weirdos. So yeah, that's always fun. Yeah. So, the plant fucker. Um, yeah, the the that that's an every D and D campaign, isn't it? The plant yeah. fucking blacksmith. I I mean, I don't think I've been in a D and D campaign that I mean, hasn't I, had I, one I, of those. I've, I've, it's like most. Yeah, I mean, people. that's functionally universal. Functional. Yeah, it is though. It's like <laughs> I know, like how druids are known for like liking plants and stuff, but no, blacksmiths are the ones that actually fuck them. You, you see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. Very different, actually. <laughs> um, kind of moving away from strictly positive relationships that the party cares about or wants to see be better. Um, there's always the possibility that you have someone who's like begrudgingly supporting the party. <laughs> um, I think that the of course, Nathan isn't going to get this reference because Nathan doesn't consume media. Um, but the blow, blow. Uh, commissioner-style person who has to clean up all the um, all the messes <laughs> that the hotshot detectives cause, where he's like, "Damn it, I'm going to have your badge for these next time." Where a part of you badges. wants to get a rise <laughs> out of them strictly because they're such a hard ass. Um, but you know that uh, they're there to su- they're there to support you, but they're also there to keep you from getting too wild. That's always fun. Yeah, it's it's a it's a nice relationship dynamic because there's always that threat that like, oh, if the sponsor pulls funding or you get fired, what happens next? If you don't have your sponsorship at the Adventurers Guild and you can't pick up any more quests. How are you going to support uh, your rogue's drug habit? Um, <laughs> oh no, not the rogue's drug habit. Oh, or the barred sex addiction. 
Tragic. Oh, no, not that March. <laughs> <laughs> no! I mean, yeah, I, I definitely find, find that the, 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 the sponsor that... The grumpy sponsor uh, archetype is actually very fun to have in your arsenal. Because mm-hmm. it's something that creates a bit more... Um, we call that a bit more... Like, your, your party is beholden to someone, which creates... Like, gives you some level of control over them, can give you interesting pathways other than, like, part, like direct, oh, we want to help this guy. It's, it can sometimes be like, ah, yes, if we don't do this thing, we're out of a job. That'll be bad. Mm-hmm. And that's always fun to create these sort of realistic um, situations where someone has power over you and you can't do fuck shit about it. So you need to, um, you know, just... Just do it. You need. You don't necessarily need to keep them happy, but you need to keep you useful to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And a lot God, of times, like this, might be something like a sponsor at an adventurer's guild, or it could be a noble who's basically underwriting your adventuring. Um, who basically, if you make his name look bad, he won't sponsor you anymore, and you'll have to find a new sponsor, and that can be a whole adventure on its own. Um. And looking I mean, for not a every new sponsor. That's us. It's like, look at us. Uh, we, we are we're gonna get a lot of uh, publicity for you. You can advertise with us. It's gonna be great. Advertise with us. We are the Riffwake Podcast. <laughs> Aren't you the same podcasters who regularly talk about murdering children? I don't know if that's something we want to associate with our brand. Uh, I mean, um, Okay, let's try the other role. Let's try crowdfunding our adventure <laughs> adventuring party. Um, <laughs> hey guys, join us so, on Patreon. Join us on our Patreon. one patron. <laughs> join us on Patreon. We are um, we're going out there killing kids. Um, support us, I guess. It's, if you're uh, only pro- you can join, if you're but pro-choice in the extremest of ways, come join our <laughs> podcast and Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> just like you're just standing there in your soapbox, the fucking streets empty. <laughs> just like one please. guy booing. Give me five dollars a month, please. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what else. So another example could be for example every time you get back uh into a city, the city let's say there's a checkpoint, right? And um, there's like this guard character that always greets you when you come in. Well, that's always nice to have because, well, you can always have this character that you come into a city and be like, ah, what's going on recently? And that's a very good avenue for you to, you know, uh, give sort of, you know, information for your players that um, maybe this kind of, event will happen while you're in there. Um, and more interestingly, it's like, ah, oh, he's missing this time. I wonder why he's missing. Maybe there's something going on. Like, something even more serious than usual. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like a different guy. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Where did, where did Bobby go? The well, most important thing about populating your world is that 
these characters are there to strengthen your themes and to reinforce your aesthetic. Um, and you kind of want that to hold true across who you're introducing to the party. Uh, if you have this kind of grimdark setting, you generally want most of the characters in there to behave as if they're in a grimdark setting. Like, oh, and life sucks. Uh, if you do have dang. that person that's all rainbows and unicorns, that should be like, huh, a refreshing, like, why is this person like that? Like, there He's needs... just fucked up in his head, that's why. <laughs> He's just messed up in the brain. Um, he, he enjoys the pain. <laughs> Yeah, he's just but, a masochist. <laughs> but those little things that kind of defy themes should be few and far between to the people and be... NPCs that uh, reinforce them. Yeah, it should be like the uncommon thing. Not yeah, yeah. I mean, your characters are already incredibly uncommon in the world. Adventurers so, are a rare breed weird. generally, um, and so a lot of the times. The best way to get across your aesthetic is through person-to-person -person interaction. Um, don't turn every one of your characters into an NPC where the first thing they talk about in your grim dark campaign is how grim and dark everything is. Ah, oh, damn, um, it's so grim. Oh, damn, it's so Oh, dark. my God, it's so grim and dark. I can't, I can't <laughs> even walk at night because I can't see my feet. <laughs> don't cut yourself on your own edge and don't take yourself too seriously. Um, but know that your characters that you're creating are supposed to be relatively fully realized human beings who exist in the setting. You human beings. And other types of beings um, that exist in the setting and um, the world around them influences their opinions and how they speak and how they interact with players. Yeah, I would, I would say that um, it would be unbeing of you uh, as a writer unbeing? slash uh, dungeon master to uh, fill at this basic task of, you know, writing solid characters for your uh, players to enjoy, yes. Yeah, that would basically show your uh, failure, actually, as a storyteller to not come up with a comprehensive idea. No, I'm just kidding. We're it's making fun you, of Nathan like, a little bit because he why? was having no. trouble making fully realized three-dimensional characters that no were such thing. in aesthetic. No, no. <laughs> you know, I, I this is all fake news. Like, <laughs> you know. He was like, um, I'll have you know, I had a concept. And I was like, well, that sounds pretty two-dimensional to me. Like, oh. My character's this concept. What do you mean that needs more depth? <laughs> Concepts are very fun to work with. Shut up, Josh. <laughs> Anyways, um, I think that does it for today. Does it? We're, we're, does not, gonna, it? we're not gonna put you on more blast. No, I, I don't think so. Let me just <laughs> cut to the end. Fuck you, Josh. Thanks for listening <laughs> to this episode of Riffs and Realms. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash Podcast. 
tier starts low as a dollar, and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the monthly hangout where we will chat with the cast, and even input on Riffs and Rules topics. Find us on social media, on Twitter, at Riffwake Podcast. Join our Discord now, it's free. And you can send us an email, riffwakepodcast at gmail.com. I'm still going to make fun of you. Thanks for listening. Bye! <laughs> What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.